welcome back. Episode 74. And we're back after our week off for the holidays. What's been weird too is um, we just did it, I guess, more out of convenience, but like literally almost like every podcast I listened to, like they like took the week off too. So like, I felt like we were in pretty good company. Like, yeah, no, I feel like it's like, it's the thing to do. It's just like, nobody's got time for that over the holidays, you know? So I didn't really have time to listen. I usually have like a pretty regimented, like listen time. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I have like a podcast schedule. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Why are we fucking losers? (laughs) My podcast schedule is thrown all out of whack last week. <laughs> yeah, but I've been able to catch up on some that I have like back episodes on, like pods that I've like taken on like after they've been on for a while. So I'm like catching up, you know? So I was able to kind of like catch up on some backlog of stuff that I, I hadn't been listening to. But no, it was weird. Like a lot of my pods took the week off. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool, I guess um but yeah it was good yeah I had to drive up from Tulsa yesterday and so it was weird because I was like all right well like I guess like time now to actually listen to stuff but like I was legit caught up and I was like what do I do with my life this is confusing no I know it's scary when you run out of podcasts you're like oh god what (laughs) it's not like I don't have like 70 audiobooks to listen to or anything but like (laughs) I'll get there eventually (laughs) people are always like oh have you read this book yet and I'm like no, because like literally like my podcasts like always take priority because if I if I like don't listen to podcasts for like a week or something while I'm like plowing through an audiobook, then mm-hmm. by the time I get back to my podcast, like they're so stacked up, like I'll never right. recover. Like I've mm-hmm. gotta stay on top of it. <laughs> yeah, no, the podcast hurt my audiobook game because I like I like listened to like 42 audiobooks in a year or something like that. Like I was like turning them out. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, but then like pods, they just keep coming, you know, you gotta keep up. Like, yeah, it's no joke. So um, these are the problems of fucking losers. <laughs> Congrats if you've never experienced these issues, you probably like have a life. That must be nice. <laughs> Although, like the bonus for everyone is because I didn't go on my normal podcast scheduling. I listened to a podcast about sex magicians yes. and I'll I will be discussing this further. <laughs> I love this. This is actually our main topic for today. So we'll get to that after the break. But um, I, I can't wait to hear all about it. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's, it's literally like exactly what you think it is, but yeah. so much more. There's so much more to it. <laughs> Beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> God, I love it. Um, awesome. Well, I mean, how, how, was your, uh, how was your Christmas and everything? It was good. I um, helped um, the past couple, like every time I've been in Tulsa for the most part has been uh, like trying to help uh, renovate the my house and stuff. And so like now it's like basically done. Uh, whenever you're up in like two weeks, you'll have to come see it because like, oh, it's, can't like wait. it looks good. Like I kept telling that to my mom is like we like redid the floors. We painted every room now. Like wow. and I was telling her, I was like, dude, like this house like rocks now. Like I was like, I wish I could just like take it and like transport it to KC because like it 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 legitimately is awesome I'm so yeah, proud of no, it like well I mean I've always liked your house like it's beautiful mm-hmm. um and like it's huge just like so many fucking bathrooms in that place like <laughs> I know we've talked about this on the pod before but like I'll never get over it there's just there's one in like every corner <laughs> oh no not my parents uh my my house oh mine only, mine only has mine house. only has two they got the five bathroom crazy fuck house they have crazy shit yeah like 
damn all right wait so you redid your house yep for them to move into it right yep. because they're selling theirs okay gotcha gotcha well that's exciting that is i know i was like i'm uh and they're getting like, i think my mom's getting pumped now because like she sees them it's just like dude like i mean like it's less space but honestly like it looks nicer <laughs> like at this that's point awesome. i'm just like dude i was like yeah. I, Cause I was telling her because she was getting a little sad because she's like, it's less space. And I'm like, dude, like anyone would kill to live here. Like this yeah, is for real. great. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. And uh on a lesser note, uh Jazz got attacked by like two random dogs on that's a run. That's so crazy. I know I still can't believe that. I um uh, so like it's funny because like uh my mom got like had to like correct me because she was like, people are thinking it's like we live in the ghetto, like okay, so um the place that like had the dogs is worth seven hundred thousand dollars in tulsa money which um, is like a literal mansion yeah <laughs> so yeah it's like a six thousand square foot home essentially is what that equates to so <laughs> insane it's fucking upsetting but yeah it was a bulldog and a pit bull oddly enough the pit uh the bulldog is the one that like attacked her uh, which I guess was a good thing because like she legit had like no wounds or like blood marks or anything like I freaked the fuck out um, yeah. but like she was ultimately fine and like we continued on the run because I was like I'll like call my parents like we'll take you home but like she was fine it was That's really good. really strange but oh, yeah and we man. did we called the police I didn't like report report like file a ticket or anything like that but like I just told them to like talk to the owners so like this like they wouldn't like attack a kid or like attack another dog or anything like that because yeah I didn't blame the dogs I more blamed the owners I didn't want like anything ba bad to happen to the dogs yeah because like yeah because then you don't want I mean you don't want to get the dogs like put down or something no like, at the same time like it's like what the fuck are you doing you know mm -hmm. yeah that's sad it's unfortunate it's also sad because like I mean, this is literally why like pit bulls and like bull yeah. breeds get like a bad rep and like, it's not really fair because like, if you train them correctly and you keep them contained and stuff, like they're fine, but it's stuff like this that makes people be like, oh, all these certain breeds are bad. And it's like, no one breed is like all bad. It's yeah. just, it's bad owners, which makes me really mad, but yeah. Yeah, that's what the weird part about like telling the story is uh, like, oh yeah, she got attacked and the pit bulls involved. Like, oh my god, she's so lucky. And I'm like, it was actually the bulldog. <laughs> it's like the weird part about yeah, the story. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even really like the pit bull. It was the bulldog that just like went insane for some reason. Yeah, that's crazy. And I guess because bulldogs have little birth defects, it jaw wasn't that wide or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, their, their mouths are like not functional luckily <laughs> like, like, i'm trying to attack and jazz, and, so jazz is like, and jazz is like a much more muscular dog know, like, jazz is huge she was yeah like, what like, are you doing like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that was oh my god that was how like our big dogs were like when i when buster met like my like bruce Mm -hmm. like our very big dog from growing up like buster met him and buster was a psycho he hated other dogs he was a maniac he took like a flying lunge at like bruce's throat upon meeting him and was like flipping out of course he's like 20 pounds so he can't really do any damage no bruce is just standing there staring at him like you okay little dude like what is wrong with you like <laughs> Bruce was like not even phased. He's like, "You're so tiny. This is really silly." Like, <laughs> and Buster's He's like, like "I'll fucking kill you." Like, <laughs> I'll kill you, then I'll kill myself. Seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yep, 
exactly exactly Buster's vibe <laughs> it's like I'll take you out and I'll take myself out with you <laughs> like we're going down together champ <laughs> like it's like I'm Death's number one fan oh my god oh uh, so how was your time in Chicago it was really fun it was great like obviously Andrew's family is wonderful so it was fun to spend time with all of um, them I'm um, glad yeah. that you like the family that you're marrying into That's I know really that'd be really unfortunate if I didn't right like how awkward no they're 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 wonderful so I mean it was very fun. I'll be real we read a lot of stories on here where the families are less than wonderful so dude I know like no I'm legit yeah. like so grateful that they're awesome because like it would really suck if they weren't no they're really cool so it was fun we stayed with Andrew's parents um his brother was there we finally met his brother's girlfriend she came to um she's super fun uh yeah we hung out with like his aunt and uncle they came and stayed for a few days nice um, Andrew's house is like massive so it was like basically like revolving door of like relatives coming and staying because they have like plenty of room for people to stay so it's like a it's like a packed house but um nice. it was so fun yeah his his grandpa was there who is like the funniest you'll meet him at the wedding he's amazing he's he's British so he's oh, back nice. because Andrew's dad Andrew's dad is British he's so funny we played this um have you ever played the game code names I've heard of it. I card haven't game. ever played it. It's like a card it. game kind of thing. Um, yeah. So we were playing code names, but then um, there is a code names. There's a separate version of the game that's like called Code Names Deep Undercover, and it's like the X-rated version of Code Names. Um, so like all the words are kind of like raunchy and like scandalous so we played that with his parents and his grandpa and it was like the funniest thing ever I was I was dying like poor poor grandpa learned so much like he was like because there's some cards in there where it'll be like an association to a word and you're like Uh. and you're like oh god like I know what they're getting at but then they're like why is that card in there like what what sort of like sexy meaning does that have or something and me and Andrew would be like oh god I don't want to explain this like we'd have to like we they'd be like okay like pull it up on your phone so I can like read the definition so we had to like google it and like let them read it and they're like oh god like well it's like you sent me a meme today about the mom who said bukkake in front of her kids (laughs) and she just she just thought it was a funny word and then like she the dad was like no google it and then she was like crying exactly exactly yeah so it was very funny but yeah very good times um yeah and then we came back for for new year's and we just did new year's at at our house with a few friends um super chill we we tried to um like open a champagne bottle with like a saber if you've ever seen people do that i saw uh the video um (laughs) kim tried to do it (laughs) we just like shattered the champagne bottle it was really funny We like looked up like one video on YouTube and we're like, yeah, yeah, we can do this. Like <laughs> we could not. <laughs> I mean, we opened the bottle, but we lost like half the champagne because it just like shattered. <laughs> but yeah, good times. Um, but yeah, we're we're in 2022 now. Um I I I don't know. I guess I 
I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't know. There's not much to feel hopeful about at this point, quite honestly. But. Well, that's like my mom every New Year's, like she eats black eyed peas for good luck. Me too. Yes. Thank and you. And like this year I was like, wait, have you done this the past two years? I was like, cause maybe we should stop. Like if- I literally <laughs> had this same conversation with my mom, like for like <laughs> word for word. Like my mom called the other day. I was like, did you get your black eyed peas for New Year's day? And I was like, yes, mom, of course. I'm not an idiot and she's like okay good and I was like she's like well you don't have bad luck for the year and I'm like okay but like yeah I mean like where's this getting us though like we've done this the past two years (laughs) like (laughs) also apparently this is like a southern thing or something this is not a universal thing like Andrew had never heard of this when he met me and I was like what (laughs) so maybe we should explain for all those people out there who did not grow up in like the you know south southwest um that's it's, funny because my dad grew up in Chicago and so he was like very not used to this as well so yeah it, maybe I guess Chicago needs to get with the program like, I think and- they do I think this needs to expand nationally honestly um but yeah it, I don't even know where it originates from Let's but you're, you're just supposed to eat uh black eyed peas on, on New Year's Day um for for good luck for the year and Fergie I, will bless you yeah exactly my lumps my lumps my lovely lady lumps check it out it just she was southern... talking about black eyed peas is the <laughs> that's what i'm saying what's well, said okay first of all it's definitely the south um okay, let's yeah. see stories say peas and salted pork were said to have been left untouched because of the belief that they were for animal food consumption unfit for humans mm. okay yeah so they have a lot of Okay, so they just have a lot of black-eyed peas in winter, and so they just had some on New Year's because there's a bunch of them, and they're just like, eh, we can eat this for good luck. So, yeah, apparently, I thought there'd be, like, a bigger story behind it. That's a really lame story. What? That seems like a very loose association for good luck. (laughs) Why are we all doing this then? (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to stop, but, like... I'm not going to stop either, but, like, it just seems really stupid. Can't risk it, you know, but, like, still, that's pretty silly. Well, that's well, like the I whole like. Also, the, you're supposed to eat collard greens. I think yeah. it's like an, an extension of it. I don't do that part because I don't really no, like don't collard like greens. Yeah, but black-eyed peas with some salt and like some like some some ham or something, like some pork in there, like they're good. Well, that's like the bad luck of like don't walk under ladders or don't shatter a mirror. That's just more like general like safety tips. Like it's not really like bad luck. It's just like so you don't die. Yeah, or, like, for real though. Like that's relevant safety info. Like, <laughs> like this whole like black eyed pea. I'm like I don't understand any of this. I thought there'd be like a genie involved or like something mystical. I was like I was hoping for something. I was hoping for like a sex wizard. Honestly, yeah. Well, that's not. coming later. Okay. Both literally and literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally and literally, they you know? literally <laughs> for those listening out there i just made a you know wank. graphic hand gesture <laughs> a wank gesture yes. um awesome well should we get into some stories yeah um I'm so first. wait so what's what number are we i totally forgot the number i just like, told you well it was literally like 20 minutes ago do you expect <laughs> you to remember that i'm sorry my expectations are too high okay it's episode 74 so i'm first okay i came prepared all right um so our first one starts off 
just with an amazing start. I I don't know if this is real. It's one of those ones that like is floating around the internet, but it's like a screenshot of like a Craigslist missed connection or whatever. So I even if it's not real, I want to read it because it's hilarious. Well, I guess that's like me too. I'm like, if it's entertaining enough, then like I it accept. looks pretty real. Um, so and the, like the content leads me to believe that it's crazy enough that it it has to be real. So the title is Girl That Got Hit by a Car in Front of Billy's Last Night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was outside smoking. You were crossing the street and got hit by a car. You bounced off the hood and landed on your feet, yelling something about being indestructible. The other night, I almost got trapped in a dumpster because I was going after a pizza that I thought I wanted to take home with me. I've also recently slept on my kitchen floor. I think we'd be a good fit for each other. <laughs> Move in with me? Let's get married? Question mark. <laughs> I believe it. I, I believe, believe it. This. Like, it seems I believe this. Too crazy to be made up. Like this, the details are so specific. Yeah, <laughs> like, they are. They would also like. I think if they're making this up, they would add like more stuff to it. But it's like fairly concise. Yeah, like that, it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. to the point, you know? Like, I feel like if you're going to make it fake, you come up with, like, an elaborate story and add, right. like, a lot of unnecessary detail. But this just seems legit. He's like, let's get down to business. We're made for each other. Like, <laughs> My so, only yeah. thing is, like, I don't know why he didn't rush to her immediately and be like, listen, I you're saw what happened. You're my dream woman. Get <laughs> over here. No, I know. He must have just been, like, stunned. He was probably just speechless, honestly. I would be, too, if I saw that. She sounds like a badass. She sounds great, honestly. Mumbling something about being indestructible. I'm indestructible. <laughs> How drunk do you have to be to get hit by a car and just, like, bounce up, like, fuck you, and just keep going? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, what's your first one? All right, so this person would like to know if they're the asshole for calling the police on my fiancé. Oh, snap. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, So my fiance, he's 28 and she is 30. So a little bit uh, age difference. That's good for them. Have been together for three years. I used to live close to work and used to um, use public transportation. But after I moved into his house, which is hours from work, I bought myself a car since I'm a nurse. And also since there isn't any hospitals close to where we live that I could transfer to. My fiance's car hasn't been working for close to two months now. It requires so much money to get it fixed, and he refused my financial help when I offered it. Instead, he would ask to use my car every now and then, and I agree as long as it's when I'm not working, and also since he only uses it for trips to the supermarket, etc. On New Year's Eve, he told me he wanted to use my car to go hang out with his friends and to celebrate, but I declined because I had to cover a night shift and needed my car to travel to work. He insisted and even suggested I take the night off or swap shifts with another nurse, but I couldn't do that last minute. I thought he dropped it when, but when I went to take the shower and got out, I couldn't find him or my car. I freaked out and started calling for half an hour, but he didn't answer me. I tried again until one of his friends picked up and I demanded he give me the phone to my fiance, but he said that they were out and confirmed that he took my car and told me that my fiance said that it's better that I skip my shift and he'll take it back Uh, take my car back later i couldn't take it i felt so enraged i had my fiance on the phone telling him i did not consent for him to take my car to go hang out with his friends and said i'd call the police to get back and he refused to come back with it but he didn't take me seriously so i ended up calling the police and he and his friends were picked up at the bar where they were hanging out and taken to jail 
I got my car back from there and they still went to my shift. My fiance was let go hours after I left and he blew up my phone with missed calls and texts about how I was out of my mind to call the police on him and put, put him in this situation. I did not respond, but when I got off work the next day, we got into an argument and he said he couldn't believe I'd do this to him, but I told him he made me do it to which he responded that it was, I was petty and callous because not only did I ruin his new year's celebration, but all his friends weren't, aren't speaking to him after I put them in this situation as well as he, and then kept giving me the silent treatment about it. I did consider this a form of, uh, especially since he went behind my back after saying a no from me, but he was shocked that I'd even imply that he was a thief and said it was yours is mine and vice versa. So I shouldn't be using the terms thief and stealing. So what do you think? Is the boyfriend an asshole or not? I mean, yes, the boyfriend's obviously an asshole. Yeah, it's definite. Like she clearly said no, she had to work and he's like, fuck you, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. Yeah, so like, is the follow-up that they're no longer engaged? There is no update, sadly. I, I hope there is. Like, please dump this man. Like, why would you not immediately dump this man? Like, I don't understand. Let me see if she did an update. No, nope, you have nope, to get nope, the police update. involved. You need to break up with them. Oh, this is only posted nine hours ago. So we'll, I'll just check it back next week to see if she updated. Okay, yeah, gonna need an update on that one because um, I don't know, man. I just, like, how are you with this person? But yeah, like, someone put up, like, pretty bluntly of, like, he refuses to fix his own car even though when you're offering to help, he did not listen to you, took the car without permission, endangered your job, yelled at you when he was in the wrong, and then didn't offend you with his friends, which he probably, like, was like talking shit about her with the friends Absolutely. and then gave her and then gave her like the silent treatment it's like all like clearly signs of like you should not like marry this person like yeah not even like a little bit no. like, what is wrong with people honestly god damn wow um all right so my next one is um a little bit a little bit into the drama category a little bit of like a sad tale so um let's get into I'm it ready the title is just um, Shay H, like someone's name. What the heck, girl? This is Alex you know from back in the day. Stretch's brother. I seen your mugshot and my heart broke. You want to get clean, hit me back. I'm sober almost a year and a half now, and I know what did it for me can do it for you. Your choice, but if you see this, reply with a memory of those days so I know I'm talking to you. I'll come get you on the spot damn he's ready to get her on the spot apparently it was great like he's gonna come i think he's just trying to like help her you know yeah like so this is this is in tulsa obviously oh yeah i assume she was arrested for meth or something related and ended up on tv and he saw her mugshot and was like i can help this girl um and this just seems like the plot of like a gritty drama that's gonna yeah. be really sad and make you cry it's gonna be some movie about like you know the they grew up together on the streets and now he's gonna help her get better but she's you know a wounded soul and it's all very angsty so it sounds like the plot of black snake moan i've never seen that it's a Samuel L. Jackson movie where he like ties up a woman to a radiator because she's a drug addict hoe and he's going to help her get better. Oh, geez. That does, yeah. that does sound like this. That sounds exactly oh, like yeah. that movie. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I have some concerns, but um, I hope his, uh, 
I mean, I, I hope it's in her best interests, whatever he's planning on doing to help her. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, quite the drama. That is the drama. So uh, this person messed up because he showed his erect penis to his in-laws. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> that, didn't happen. that didn't happen with you this weekend. <laughs> Oh my god, actually I do have a funny story. I'm gonna totally out. Oh no, I was just like being sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that you had a story. (laughs) Um this actually triggered a memory for me. Yeah. Um no, so we were like so I I had to kind of explain the layout of Andrew's house. So like we're downstairs, so like in his basement, he has like a big fully finished basement that has like several rooms and stuff. Yeah, so Chicago. like you come down the stairs and then there's like a living area. So like Andrew's grandpa was on the couch, like watching a soccer game. Um, and then because he's British, and then um we're like behind the couch, like um getting ready to go somewhere. We we're just I was down there getting something, and then uh, because there's also like a mini kitchen downstairs. So I was in the kitchen getting something, and then like Andrew's brother and girlfriend were like using the little gym there's like a little gym room down there Mm -hmm. um they were like gonna work out in the gym or whatever so like andrew comes down and he's like hey are you almost ready and he comes down the stairs to like come find me like as he comes down the stairs that exact moment for some reason andrew's brother like flashed his girlfriend and like andrew walks around the corner like right as this is happening and he's like (laughs) oh my god like brother just just like oh no like runs away and and we're all just like what the hell just happened and like everyone's dying laughing and like his grandpa's like what's going on back there you know he like turns around the couch is like what's happening and like andrew's like he just flashed me and like (laughs) andrew's grandpa goes my grandson's a pervert (laughs) (laughs) accent it was the best thing ever it was so funny so yes <laughs> we still don't know what possessed his brother to like flash his girlfriend like in that exact moment but um it was very funny and poor andrew was just like you know a, a casual unfortunate witness <laughs> is that like a do they like do that regularly is that like I foreplay don't for know. them i don't know no idea mm. <laughs> all right well i'm yeah. gonna see her in like a month and i'll ask her in person <laughs> Yes. Is this like your guys' thing? Like, <laughs> I know Poor you've girl. never met before and you don't know me, but I want to know. But I have questions. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, right. sorry. So, please yeah. continue. You weren't this expecting dude, that. Yeah, this dude showed his uh, erect dick to his in-laws. Wow. <clears throat> All right. So we had our in-laws over for New Year's celebration, and everyone was having a great time. The kids were playing in their rooms, and the wife and I were hanging out in the kitchen with her parents, her brother, and his wife, all as well. So my mother-in-law had drank enough to become a little more than loose of tongue. And while we were cooking, she says to everyone in a mock serious tone, all right, it's almost 22, and I have an announcement about something that happened last year. We all chuckle a little at the joke, like with no clue as to what was being uh, about to be read as, the, uh, as I was uh, sauteing tomatoes. So when we were here watching the kids a couple of weeks ago, we couldn't find any adult-sized socks for the trampoline park. So I sent uh, my 12-year-old niece to your room to check her sock drawer to see if they were in there. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Not my sock drawer. 
I stare intently at the tomatoes, unable to turn around and see her face, as she recounts what I know will be a horrifying story that they couldn't possibly know the full extent of. You see, my sock drawer has, herefore, been an assumed safe place for items my wife and I would prefer not to be seen by, well, anyone but us. One of the items in that drawer is a bright pink, glow-in-the-dark, exact copy of my fully erect penis with a vibrator, vibrator built in, thanks to the folks at Clona Willie. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. We made it for fun a year back, and I have to say it came out really well and is a product I would recommend to strangers who have no <laughs> idea who I am. So he's just going for a full oh my God. recommendation like, where, of Clona Willie. Where can we order it? Like <laughs> apparently clonawilly.com. No, but like I like his specific one. Oh. Like we should he should have linked like his own custom Clona Willie. Oh, you'll see it at the end of this, and we oh can link god. it on the Instagram. Oh my god, I'm ready. So she continues. So we're sitting there, and she comes back to the living room carrying a huge pink lifelike dildo, yelling for my 12-year-old nephew to come look at what she found. She pauses here for effect, and with my back still turned, I glance over at my wife standing beside me, who is also red, but beginning to laugh profusely to the point of almost sp spilling her drink out. Father-in-law chimes in. I thought you weren't going to bring this up. Mother-in-law. Oh, I just couldn't help it. I had to tell them. So anyway, I explained to her that sometimes adults receive what are known as gag gifts from their friends, and they are sexual in nature, but not usually intended to be used, just to be funny. Brother-in-law chimes in. Yeah, it definitely fit the description. You'd gag on that thing for sure. Everyone laughs out loud, and that my wife and I mumble affirmatives about being a gag gift we forgot we even had. Later, my wife walks out of the room. I follow, and she looks at me with mischief in her eyes. As she says she's going to tell them what they actually saw held was my dick. I explained that if there were a list of people in this world that I don't ever need to see me fully salute, they would be all of them at the top. She didn't say anything to them, and now it's slowly becoming an inside joke for us, too. But I'm still a little mortified about the whole situation. So here's the clone of dick. Let's see. I'm going to blow it up for you. Wow, that is pretty realistic. It's I mean, very aside, veiny too. Like aside from it being hot pink, it's it's very realistic, but like very veiny. Like I mean, yeah, I don't know the exact process for like Clona Willie. I've obviously seen these sold before, but like, right. How do they get it that accurate with like the veins and stuff? I think isn't it like a mold? Like, don't you put yeah, your dick in a mold? You you do, but like I still just it seems hard to get that much detail. Or maybe they like, I don't know, maybe they take a bunch of pictures. I haven't done this, but like... no, I think it's a mold. <laughs> I, I think so. Should you do yeah, it, I thought it was for a research? Mold. Maybe we should. <laughs> I think you need to do it for research, honestly. I think so. Well, you know, like how like podcasts like get and then you can gift and, like... it, you can gift it to Kelsey as like a romantic gesture. <laughs> <laughs> she was like the type of weird girlfriend who would be like like pleased by it she would be, be like, like oh that's nice <laughs> yeah she would she'd be like oh you thought of me like, <laughs> so thoughtful <laughs> um amazing not now woman my mother of course uh ridiculous yeah no um i like we kind of joke about sponsors on this show but i would legit like sponsor this product if they want us to they would even have to pay us reach out much. to clona willie and 
and work with them, like looking for a partnership here. Um, if anyone knows someone at that company for whatever reason, let us know. <laughs> they don't really have to pay us. This just gives just give us like two like sets so we can like practice with them. And like, we'll sponsor you for like, I don't know, three months. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, free product is fine. We're not picky. Like, we don't even need to get paid. Like, no. <laughs> it's a low bar over here. <laughs> oh my God. Damn. Well, that's amazing. That is. Oh my gosh. All right. So my next one, um, I file in the category of like, this is how you get murdered. Um, just red flags everywhere. The title is the nice older man who offered me a ride. And this was oh, in no. Tulsa. Oh, this is in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I like, I like weirdly knew that in my brain without you, you saying it. You kind of, I didn't even have to say it, right? <laughs> like, no, you kind of just knew. Because <laughs> if this was like San Diego, this person would be murdered. Like, absolutely. Yeah, no question. So it's in Tulsa. It was after midnight, early morning on New Year's Eve slash day, and I was walking due to my car breaking down. Despite the late hour and me being a really femme girly kind of guy, you offered me a ride, but I wasn't far from home and I was a little nervous since you were a stranger, so I declined. You asked if I was sure and I said yes, and you didn't pressure me, you just politely said okay and left. I immediately regretted it and wished I had accepted your offer. Those shoes weren't made for walking very far and my feet were killing me. Plus you seemed very nice and quite handsome. I'm not sure what your actual intentions or motivations were, but I truly wish I had taken a chance and found out. I know it's a long shot, but if you do see this and the offer still stands, I'm sure that I will need a ride somewhere. Laugh out loud. Hit me up and tell me what the compliment you made as the color of my nail polish was, so I know I'm speaking with the correct person. Thanks. So I'm pretty sure this, this man is like a rather effeminate gay guy who was going to get picked up and murdered and is like sad that it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> like he seems too into it. He's like, that could have been fun. Like I'm like, dude, be happy you're alive. Like, oh my God. <laughs> no, this is like Buster in human form right there. That is Buster. Yeah, 100%. Like, why didn't that man just kill me? <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, what? You should have just done it. Oh my God. I know. I was like, sir, are you okay? Like, do you need to talk about anything? Like, cause that's a death wish. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> oh God. Well, I hope for, for everyone's, uh, you know, best interests that this person does not, um, see that and pick this guy up after all, because I'm terrified for his safety. Yeah. Like let this one go, man. <laughs> let this one go. Yeah. Just let move on. <laughs> So my last one is one that Kelsey found and sent to me. And I just dig back through to like find this one because it's really good. And I'm glad I did find it. Um, it's like from Facebook. So there's really no like starting this. It just goes like straight into it. Okay. I found out my husband was having an affair with my best friend when she jumped the gun and told me her husband, she was leaving him. Uh, so my husband woke me up to tell me the same. This was after I called them out and they gaslit me and made me feel like a shitty person for even thinking they do such a thing to me. Then a week later, they both went and signed affidavits to have me committed to the hospital to get rid of me. But the hospital released me 24 hours because once I explained to them that my cheating husband and his mistress signed the false affidavits, they let me go. This is all in time for me to make them all Thanksgiving dinner. I moved out within a month and the divorce was finalized on the fifth anniversary of our wedding. 
So that's cool. What? Yeah. There's just so much there. I don't I don't even know what to say. Like what? Right? How did they like get her like committed to like a hospital? Like I didn't think that was like a thing anymore. How do you even do that? What did they just say? Like, oh, she's a mad woman, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, how do you even do that? Right. And why would this friend or whatever, like who's cheating with her husband, like, why would they listen to her? Like, I guess, I guess I get like, maybe your husband would have some say in it. Like if, if like you were supposedly acting crazy or something and like the police got involved and like your husband was there or something I can see how like unfortunately maybe they would listen to them like Mm -hmm. if it's literally like a spouse like next of kin situation or something but like why would they just be like oh yeah this girl says this woman's crazy like lock her up like (laughs) I don't get it yeah the husband and this woman that he's making out with have said that she's crazy so we should probably listen to them right like how does that happen yeah (laughs) jeez that's terrifying. That's like some like 1800 shit. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> put her in an asylum. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy part to me is like she so all this happens and then she's like, well, then I made them Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, could you not have done that? Like, I don't but, think you like, had to do that. But no one told you to do that. No. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with people sometimes? Oh my God. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, um, I guess that's it on our stories. So stay tuned for our ad of clone to Willie and then we'll be back with sex magicians. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Be right back. (laughs) For today's podcast, we're doing something special and sponsoring clone a Willie. Well, at least we're doing it unofficially for now. We have not used this product, but we can't wait. Customer reviews say, my husband is proud to know that even though he will be dead in a hundred years, his dick will live on in a pink glow-in-the-dark form. I mean, that's great. I know we make fun of some things, but this product actually seems pretty cool. Go to adamandeve.com if you want one. Also, please sponsor us. And we're back. And I mean, yeah, let's just get right into it. Talk to us. (laughs) This needs no introduction. (laughs) So, uh, sex magicians. (laughs) In today's Uh, lecture. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Tell us everything. So we're going to go way back because we kind of have to for this. Um, do you, have you heard of, uh, the man Alistair Crowley? Yeah, obviously, you know, I'm into witchy shit. Oh yeah. So um he I've done some reading on him. He's he a wrote, he's a character for sure. Oh he is. He's great. Um I can't tell like if he's an asshole or not, honestly. Like he really like he he walks a thin line of asshole to like honestly, like he's ridiculous, <laughs> but like I'm into it. Like right? so I kind of think of him as like the Jared Leto of his day yeah he was he's like great it's like a perfect metaphor like he you know maybe is a cult leader um definitely is a fucking douchebag but also has like an insane level of appeal so if you kind of like are okay with it you know like that's his vibe 100 percent 
Well, also, he's, like, funny, didn't really seem to abuse people all that much, and just, like, kind of wanted money. So, like, to me, like, that's what I mean, like, on the asshole meter, he doesn't read very high. Yeah, yeah, no, like, like I said, walks with, like, a real thin line. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> like, all I need is, like, one story, and it convinces me. Like, if someone sends me a story after this, like, nah, he's an asshole. I'm like, no, no, I believe you. Like, Yeah, like, we'll fully support him being an <laughs> asshole. But, yeah, you know, he, he he's interesting, though, for sure. I think just, like, on some level, like, people who are assholes, if they're really interesting, I'm, like, kind of more okay with it, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Like... Kanye is an absolute asshole, but like he keeps it spicy. So I'm willing to like, I'm not saying I put up with his bullshit, but no. I'm kind of okay with like news stories coming out about him because I'm like, yeah, tell me what crazy shit he's doing now. Like, you know, like, <laughs> well, you know, like, okay. Um, so I'm trying to think uh, how whenever like someone gets caught with an asshole, like like an Epstein or so, like if someone was liking them, they always like, oh yeah, well, like he was undercover to like stop it or you know what I mean? Like you always hear those stories of like oh, Epstein yeah. in particular. Oh yeah. So when like Kanye West brought Marilyn Manson to record with him, like I honestly kind of believe that Kanye believes that he's like behind the scenes to like expose Marilyn Manson. I'm not saying he's doing anything good, but like I believe that Kanye believes this is what oh, I'm my saying. God. Right. I would, I would believe and I would believe that. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh kanye god damn okay, anyway so Aleister back, crowley back 100 years to this dude oh boy yep so in 1917 he wrote a novel called Moonchild. Mm-hmm. and uh so yeah it details some interesting things about sex magic and bringing about a like vessel so you're like try to conceive a child that doesn't have a soul and if you do that, then the moon child, which is like the whore of Babylon, will manifest itself into the child and bring about like change within the world. Well, that just makes sense, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just common logic. I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> so, um, okay, like, so this is all happening, but like, I'm trying to get to the meat of our story, which yeah. is, um, there's... I guess to put this in a broader picture too, like, just to explain Alistair Crowley a little bit. Um, yeah. He came at a time when um, like early, like turn of the century, early 1900s um, was, the, it was popping off in terms of this movement of um, spiritualism, which was like this big trendy thing um, where people would have seances and like talk to ghosts and, you know, talk with their departed relatives. Mm-hmm. Um all of that was like very much like in the cultural mainstream at that time, which is interesting. And Alistair Crowley just kind of like um, capitalized on that um, and basically like formed like a whole religion and came up with all these teachings and stuff. But he's, he's wild. Like, honestly, like aspire to be like that, you know, just like really take advantage of the situation and like build a religion basically. Um, but it, it's a funny time because like people were so into this shit around that time. Like, yeah. you, think, you think that like people were just like hanging out in their corsets and stuff being boring but they were like doing crazy like seances and stuff that was like normal people like would have parties and they'd be like oh this will be a fun thing to do like <laughs> let's talk to our departed past like it's it's wild what's funny too is so like you say like the here like satanic panic all that stuff yeah um 
So in the 30s, British newspapers referred to Aleister Crowley as the most dangerous man in the world, which Amazing. mind you, both Hitler and Stalin were rulers <laughs> at this time. So like, <laughs> let's take a quick fact check on that one. <laughs> right? Like, let's go uh, look at what's going on in Germany though, maybe right quick. Like, <laughs> Literally there's like 50 other people you could put ahead of him. And that's like just like- The entire like Third a Reich. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have Nazis, like bad, bad Nazis. Literal Nazis, Nazis just like chilling and like, no, but Alistair Crowley's a bad dude. Like, come on, guys. Come on. So the thing about this story. He just wants to play with his tarot cards. Right. Like, let, let him live. Like, so the thing about this is like, as crazy as Alistair Crowley is, like, he's like, but a footnote of this journey like yeah, that we're yeah, going on. Yeah. So the real protagonist I don't want to say the word hero because there are no heroes of this story you know the main character I suppose we'll say <laughs> um is a man named Jack Parsons and if you think you've heard of him you probably have because have. he was a principal person in creating like jet propulsion which launched like rockets into space so like he's a big reason why we have like rockets uh liquid fuel solid fuel rockets that sort of thing yeah dude's a genius so I um, read about him and like, he's so like, this whole thing is legit, like so interesting. Like I'm no. so excited you're talking about this because yeah. I've, I've read about it. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. And he lived in Pasadena. So he's like not too far from yeah. you, uh, which like, that's, we, uh, we, um, we have a lot of story. We have a lot to talk about California here in a second. Amazing. So he, he reads uh, Alistair Crowley mm -hmm. and, um, he gets very into it. So like his main things in life basically are like jet propulsion and sex magicians because like yeah. he's real into Aleister Crowley. Yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, after he like funds JPL and gets some money going, he then builds a mansion in Pasadena, California. And uh, this is the site of all his like sex orgies and like sex magic. So like, you know, all the neighbors just like love this dude to death. They're like, oh God, dude's having another orgy again. Right. They, just, they just see like naked women walking around on the street with like pentagrams and stuff. And they're like, God, not again. Like <laughs> this is the third one this week, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to find the name of his uh, lady friend uh, because, uh, oh, yeah, here we go. So he was married to uh, Helen Hollister. And uh, after, once he gets more into, you know, all this Crowley stuff and so starts his sex, sex mansion, oddly enough, uh, Helen didn't really want him anymore. So Shocking, he, honestly. He then starts an affair with her 17-year-old sister, Sarah. And Very chill. So Very cool. Then he moves Sarah into the sex mansion. Um, wow. He also is big into free love, which is, a, okay, this is all like That's ironic 44. because I too, being named Sarah, would in fact move into a sex mansion. So <laughs> I just, I'm relating to this story on a lot of levels. <laughs> With like a rocket fuel engineer who's like, yeah. I have a sex magician. You're like, sign me the fuck up. I'm ready. <laughs> Take, let's go. Yeah, no, it's, it's tempting, honestly. So mind you, this is like all like 45 to like 47 is like our time of events here. So yeah. like- this is a very much a time when people like did not give two shits about free love and probably like would like kill you if like they had the chance. Yeah, quite the opposite. This was a pretty buttoned up time, I think. 
so we have a lot going on in this story already. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to add more to it because the story is insane. I'm ready to take it to another level. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> so around this time in California uh, existed L. Ron Hubbard. God, here we go. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard is Because like, why not throw him in right? the mix, you know? Like, oh, was shit gonna... not crazy enough before? <laughs> Are we not going to have a story about sex magicians and leave him out of this? Oh, my God. I hope we get into, like, those, do well, the document, the salamander documents or whatever. Oh, I don't even know about this. Oh, so you may have to inform all me kinds about of, this. Oh, God, wait, is that? Scientology or is that Mormonism? They're all the honestly in my mind, it's all the same, but right? <laughs> it's just crazy shit. What okay. I love about L. Ron Hubbard is like every five years to decade of his life, like seems like the decade of another crazy person. Yeah, like, he just keeps but it's reinventing like, himself. Him. Like no, I don't understand I it. Like there's there's something to be said for his ability to like you know just like new year new me you know like <laughs> no like it's very impressive but like in a bad way <laughs> it's so horrifying how many different horrible people he could be in his life like it's no it's truly it is, it's impressive <laughs> i wish like i, mean, I like, wish i could get on that level like because like we brought up hitler but hitler was like a very defined asshole for like yeah. his life like he had a he, clear trajectory yeah yeah, yeah. Ron Hubbard is like nah i'm not not really kicking it i gotta try something else no not not fitting <laughs> into anyone's box <laughs> oh so uh, in true l ron uh, fashion uh, uh -huh. he was in the navy i put that into quotation marks because yes. it deserves yeah. to be yeah. um and so he was trying to go to different doctors in california so that they would diagnose him with an illness so he could get medical leave from the navy and like be on disability so yeah great person all around a champ absolute champ so it's Elron, and there's like three things that he loves in life like mm -hmm. one is scammy people two is sex and three is boats for some reason um yeah i, I don't know why the boat yeah. part i get the other two kind of the boats like truly uh blur to well, me he's super into it because in scientology like they literally have that thing called like the sea org and yeah. it's like they're all like supposed to be like captains and like it's all mm -hmm. named after like nautical stuff and they would literally go on a boat and like float around and do this weird like cruise where they would have to do like hard labor and stuff it, it's all really bizarre but yeah the the navy influenced him in like a weird way <laughs> it did it's real weird he's like i don't want to so... be in the real navy i just want to like make my own it, that's the thing <laughs> so um mr parsons put an ad out in the newspaper inviting atheists and um <laughs> bohemian people to his sex mansion okay yeah so like you got a bunch of like random like basically a lot of young teenagers who were like oh cool we could like go bone at this mansion place sounds great like, yeah. why wouldn't you why would you not answer that ad in the paper <laughs> so this also attracted l ron hubbard because he's that type of, of douchebag <laughs> No, like, of course, how could he not answer that call? <laughs> so this mansion just had like random bedrooms where like people lived in. And so the bedroom where Elrond was staying, there's also this like journalist. And so like, what was great is like this journalist like actually read stuff. And so like, 
in true Elrond fashion, he would like lie about like riding a whale and shit. And the journalist would be like, no, you just like read like a T.S. Eliot story and like that never happened to you. Like this journalist would just like keep calling his bullshit all the time. Yeah. And I I, I want a documentary just about that man because he sounds great, like calling Elrond on his shit. Yeah. I love yeah. it. We need more of that. <laughs> the world needs more of these people. <laughs> so this is probably like the most depressing fact in all of history apparently Elrond is very good at sex and like I really wish it wasn't so but okay. it's like a, it's that's an like not what I needed fact. to hear that's not right. what I that's not no. the energy that I needed to be bringing into 2022 honestly is to no. know that he was good at sex that's really upsetting to me it really is because like he's not very good at much like he's charismatic I don't but like he's not great at things but he is weirdly good at sex and like we have so many accounts of this is what's depressing that like we know it to be true <laughs> like I hate that I hate this for I us. do too so damn it I talked about our friend Parsons 17 year old's wife's sister that he's now banging uh, he was really into free love and so like he encouraged everyone in the mansion to fuck Sarah because he okay. he's very much a free love dude mm-hmm. so of course, Elrond and Sarah bang. And for sure, for sure. Sarah ends up falling in love with Elrond because he's so good at sex. Okay, well, that's upsetting. Right? She got dickmatized. She did. I told you, like, this dude's good. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, I want you know, more, but I don't I, want I hate more. It. I hate it, but, like, I have to respect it a little bit is the thing. So then, okay, so our buddy Jack, who's our protagonist, not really our hero, he gets jealous of this but like he shouldn't be jealous because that's not like the dude he is but like he and i've seen with this like with poly people like even though like you are screwing a whole bunch of people like you still like have emotions you still care and all that stuff yeah well and there's usually still like one primary pairing a lot of yeah. the time so it's still kind of like that's like your person you know even if you're boning other people yeah so elrond's like taking away his like primary person and so like in true like macho male fashion like he constantly has to like prove that he's okay with this Mm, classic yeah yeah we love that toxic masculinity mm -hmm. so what he does is he starts a business with l ron hubbard which is the dumbest thing you could possibly do and so why are you like this (laughs) right like (laughs) like why why did that seem like the thing you should do in this situation you could tell Elrond is behind this, like, as I described this. So it's all equal partners, even though, like, let's say Parsons put in, like, 20,000, Elrond put in, like, 2,000, and then Sarah's also a partner, but she put in, like, zero, because she she's a broke bitch. Sorry. Um, yeah, she just wanted her name on that shit. I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, excuse me, I'm here, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I absolutely whole, respect that energy. <laughs> the whole company is that they are going to buy yachts in new york and sell them to california and sell sell them because yachts in new york cost less apparently you can tell this is a whole bullshit Elrond okay, idea this seems like, like a questionable right? venture. <laughs> <laughs> could they not have come up with literally like anything else no because it's Elrond. it's a it involves oh, a boat like their first you know choice. you know it's him so this is going on meanwhile um Jack is a very hard part- practitioner of sex magic. Yeah, of course. And I know course. I, I know I teased this, but like we had to build all this up before I could really get into sex magic. Um, 
So to also prove that um, he was okay with Elrond banging his uh, girl, he invited Elrond to his uh, set sex magic ceremonies. Mm-hmm. As you do, to prove how yeah. chill and cool you are. So uh, that's also what... how I prove how chill and cool I am to other people. <laughs> so during these ceremonies, it would consist of Jack pulling out his magic wand and summoning the ether spirits into the ether of like what he wanted to project into the world Mm. and then Elrond would take notes of this magic and like kind of like narrate what Elrond was seeing happen in the ether as this was going on yes so that's the picture okay um in a so far so good in a frank version of what's happening in real life Mm -hmm. Jack is masturbating and Elrond is taking notes of Jack's masturbation sessions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When wow. I said magic wand, I meant dick. Like, yeah, he's, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. Literally just Jack, like jacking off, haha, and Elrond taking notes. What an unfortunate image. Right. Like, wow. Yeah. So, time. this happened a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's funny because I mentioned the whole like infiltrating people. So the Scientology version of events is that L. Ron Hubbard like infiltrated this sex group to like expose it to the world, by the way. So yeah, uh, that's what happened for sure. For so sure. Um, since Elron took away his Sarah, Jack was mm-hmm. convinced he needed to manifest himself out a new girlfriend. Um, so mm-hmm. during this time, he was also writing letters to Alistair Crowley about how he's masturbating to conjure a new girlfriend for himself. Checks out, and yeah. He was also sending Alistair Crowley money, so that's why Alistair would, like, respond with these, like, really bubbly, like, great, I'm wishing you well, and I'm projecting, like, good things into the ether to you. It's also funny because there's also writings from Alistair Crowley where he's, like, talking about how insane Jack is this whole time too so I kind of love it that like he's just like narrating like dear reader this is bullshit (laughs) I love that even Alistair Crowley is like yo this guy's taking things a little too far oh my god that's honestly beautiful (laughs) so then Jack Parsons believes that um, there's not enough sex magic to conjure where they are so they wow. need to they need to travel to the Mojave Desert so he can jack off in the desert. So there's more sex magic there. Yes. But how do we know that? I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> curious. Don't. I'd like to know. Do they have like a like a like a what's the thing like a Geiger counter or whatever yeah. where you can go around? Like, is there one of those for sex magic? Like, you can just determine like, yes, this is the ideal location. So he and Elrond travel to the desert and then Jack um, finishes on a rock and mm. says, he looks Elrond in the eye and says, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So the, then, the drama he is bringing. Like, wow. I love truly, that. I love it. I do too. I I can't even be mad about that. That's great. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> Not even mad. <laughs> so then they go oh home, God. and at the mansion is this redheaded, green-eyed lady named Marjorie Cameron, and okay. he has decided that he has conjured her, mm. and he she is a fire elemental woman, 
mm-hmm. and that she will produce the whore of Babylon to the world to bring about the apocalypse. Yeah, for sure, yeah. dude. For sure. Right? Yeah. So- <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know we got a lot going on. So what's a lot to unpack here? <laughs> Once he's decided that this this woman is going to be like the future of his weird sex cult magic yes. whatever, mm-hmm. he decides he's gonna have a ceremony with her. As you do, yeah. So he gets an altar and he anoints the altar with jizz and menstrual blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as yep. is very customary in sex magic. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah, <laughs> and so he takes her there and he bangs this girl for three days straight as. Wow. As L. Ron Hubbard narrates what's happening. Narrates. <laughs> he Who narrates. is he narrating to? He's narrating to them about the sex that they're having. Oh my God. Is this the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Like, I want a narrator. I want a sex narrator too. <laughs> but I'll bet they'd say like embarrassing shit. They'd just be like, mm, this is not her best work. <laughs> so- if you're wondering why all this is weird, I also have to remind everyone that every all the individuals involved in this are very high on speed throughout this entire process. <laughs> so that's all. That's also one cause for all this of this. This makes a lot more sense when you look at it like that, I guess. Yeah, they're all really high on speed and just, you know, fucking and jizzing on everything. As you'd have to be to bone for three days. <laughs> My God. <laughs> So he does all this, and sadly, uh, Marjorie, Majorine, uh, what, yeah, Marjorie, uh, did not get pregnant. Um, well, damn. Right. All of that. Three days. I know. I really wanted the apocalypse. Also, I need to talk about the apocalypse that they envisioned, because it really sounds great. Okay, um, I'm ready. They envisioned a world where uh, the world was not Christian anymore, and it was all secular, and people, like, talked about sex more, and mm-hmm. it was just a more accepting place. That's literally their apocalypse. And I'm like, honestly, sounds great. I don't know That's why. Like, I'm ready. They Let's were go. like shunned by society. There's way worse cults out there. That seem, yeah, I, seems like a lot worse things we could come up with, honestly. So after the business got started, um, then Elron and um, Sarah uh, mm-hmm. take all of um, Jack's money and move to the East Coast. Yeah, okay. Jack sues them and gets like three thousand dollars back which is like a decent amount for the time uh the sad part about it just like running off with their money (laughs) yeah like they probably spent like a good 20 grand and he got three out of it back so yeah it doesn't really uh add up for him oh and uh, elrond did buy a boat with that money because of course he fucking did (laughs) because he that's all he buys like that's literally the only thing he knows how to spend money on so unfortunately, because of all his weird sex magic, uh, he got kicked out of JPL. And so- uh, Weird, to, wonder why, can't imagine. <laughs> to add further uh, problems to him, uh, whenever McCarthyism starts getting brought up. Oh yeah. Even though he's not really a socialist, he's just into weird sex magic. They think yeah. he's a communist because no one really is sure what a communist is. No one knows. They're just like, that person's bad. Oh That no. person's weird. Communist. He's, he's yeah. masturbating like- in his basement a lot we should put him on a list (laughs) (laughs) seems sketchy if you ask me (laughs) uh so uh sadly uh jack died broke but uh, i feel like the one silver lining is uh he thought he was going to bring about his apocalypse but i feel like we've become a lot more you know less churchy and more into sex and open about sex so like i feel like he he won in a really weird way 
we are living in his reality that he dreamed of so i think in that way we are all winners right (laughs) the sex magic worked (laughs) it really did if you think about it Um, i'm i'm happy for him you know (laughs) so uh, l ron hubbard actually did go on to marry that sarah lady and then oh okay that's nice at least make an honest woman out of her (laughs) well he tried. I mean, they both like fucked everyone because <laughs> that's who they are. But you Good know, vibe. no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's the sex magic story. It's truly one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my entire life. God, it's beautiful. I love it. Like, you wow. Too. wow. Thank you for sharing. That was no problem. That was a journey. <laughs> I feel like I mean, like the other one, the other Elrond I'd like to talk about someday is like how he like like later in life went really crazy and like started a naval fleet where it was like all captained by like 15 year old girls who would like be really bitchy to people and like that was his like idea of an army and I kind of love it like that's a great army there's there's no one more savage than like a 15 year old girl honestly that's kind of brilliant like just harness harness all that raw teenage rage like they're the worst (laughs) they may not be physically tough but emotionally they will break you (laughs) (laughs) i think he was on to something he was that's genius (laughs) we really need to like impose this in the military somehow i'm not sure yeah i think we should push all like 15 year old girls into like a year of military service like (laughs) just just psychologically torture people oh beautiful wow (sighs) well i mean Speaking uh, of sex ride. magic, you ready to take a sharp turn into Thirst Corner? Yeah, I okay, so I feel like there's a very bold person that we have to talk about, and that's Betty White. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Pour yeah. one out for the OG homie, man. I mean, the ultimate thirst. Ultimate. She's great. And yeah, she she barely made it. I know. She almost hit a hundred. Like okay. she really did. Um so close. But like I feel, I mean, like she had a freaking career for like eighty years. It's absolutely man. insane. I know. Plus, I mean, like, I mean, like, there's tons of photos going around. But like, like seeing photos of her like back in the fifties, like, oh man. I mean, like, she's a, she was attractive like now. I mean, maybe not I like corpse she's now, so cute. but like she's but, still like, like she's cute literally stuff. always been cute. Like she just looks adorable. Like I'm just like, oh my god, I love her. I but know. She just like has really good comedic timing. Is like what's crazy to me. Yeah. And, like especially like there's like other men who are like 90s 100 who like couldn't do like half of the shit she did oh i know because she was like literally still working it's crazy <sighs> damn well she's we'll an MVP. Betty White. but yeah we had to pour one out for her because yeah she's absolutely legit. all right on to thirst corner <laughs> Let me pull the list. Sorry, I had a bunch of sex magic up on my. <laughs> Let me just close my 50 sex magic tabs. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be like a little bit more than just like jizz everywhere. I mean, like, I, it makes sense, but like, I was kind of hoping like for some more magic stuff. I mean, I would hope that there was like some ritualistic spells and stuff with it, you know, and maybe we just didn't hear about that part. I would really hope there was more going on on that altar than just jizz and period blood, honestly. Like I'm hoping we got a little witchy at least. So we had 74, right? Hell yeah. Okay. I was just looking at it. I felt like some of these might've just turned 74 because I feel like we maybe talked about some of these, but we'll see. 
all right well we've been off for two weeks so that's two more weeks of birthdays potentially yeah okay so uh elton john um dude's killing it absolutely killing it arnold schwarzenegger i feel like does not get enough love like because i'm not really into buff dudes that much but i just genuinely like him weirdly yeah i just like is he cool or like is he like a weirdo like what do we think i feel like he went from like too cool to weirdo but like has somehow bounced back up into cool if that makes any sense yeah i just like i don't know how to feel about him honestly like he seems cool but i have a feeling like he could be one of those like celebrities who's just like hiding some slightly problematic things like just under the surface and like I can't really pinpoint why I feel that way. Oh, have you ever seen that? Like, I haven't seen the whole thing, but like, do you know of that documentary about him? Like in the eighties, it's like pumping no. iron or something like that. No, I'm not really like up on him, honestly. So like they show clips of it just cause it's like totally ridiculous. So this is like him, like the most buff version of him. Yeah. Um, and like, he acts like a total douchebag. Of like, course. Yeah. I mean, like it's yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, I don't love that version of him, but I like him, like, now, where he, like, seemed to have, like, chilled out a bit and just, like, he, like, still, like, wakes up at, like, 6 a.m. to work out and shit, but, like, he's, like, been leveled down some, which I, I like a lot, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we also got Stephen King, which you could have told me at any age, basically, could, for him. You could tell me he's 40 and I'd believe you, like, but you could also tell me he's, like, 100 and I would believe you. I have no concept of, like, time with him. Uh, Iggy Pop okay uh hillary clinton oh damn yeah she's looking good she's looking good yeah good for her (laughs) um not a convicted murderer oj simpson (laughs) 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 oh god definitely not a murderer (laughs) he's not convicted okay (laughs) oh my god uh ted danson yeah, Ted Danson, we did talk about. I swear we did. I saw yeah, that and I was like, we had to. Have... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got David Letterman. Oh, I forgot he existed. I know, I did too. He Where's just he like been? pops up randomly. What's he been doing? We got one. Okay, so we have Larry David. And I want to say that like he continually looks the same no matter what age he is. He's like the same for like 30 years. Right? Yeah. So Again, he... could say he's any age and I'd believe you. Exactly um paula dean <laughs> oh paula oh i no. forgot she existed oh no <laughs> oh carlos santana our boy oh my god featuring rob thomas <laughs> right okay this is i think one of our like more attractive people we don't really talk about her uh, glenn close oh she yeah, is she like tight she is like she is really yeah. attractive i haven't like thought about her too much in like this yeah. context but yeah no she works nice uh, sam neil from jurassic park i love him did you know that he's new zealand he's a new zealander that makes sense because he was he's uh taika watiti uh cast him in a lot of stuff and he's yeah. like new zealand too so i didn't know that for the longest time but if you listen to his like actual real life yeah. accent he's like he's got like a new zealand accent i was like oh shit I realized this very recently. Uh, Camilla Parker Bowles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Sammy Hagar. Okay. 
Um, Could probably tell me he's any age. True. Judge Joe Brown. (laughs) Wow. What's he been up to? I don't know. I haven't thought about him in a while. No, I forgot he existed. Since we're talking about TV people, I want to announce to the world, like, my gratitude that I think the last day of the Dr. Oz show is January 12th. God, we finally made it. We really needed that. I mean, like, that's already, like, improvement for 22 for me. Oh, bless up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I haven't also thought about him in a very long time. Uh, And that's pretty much about it on people. All right. All right. Interesting batch. Oh, there's also a weird kind of attractive country singer lady, uh, Emily Lou Harris. She's friends with, um, Do- I know Dolly Parton is like good friends with her and stuff like that, but like, she's like very- Who isn't Dolly Parton good friends with is the thing. That does not narrow it down. <laughs> Probably like bad people is like oh, my yeah. assumption. Yeah, but if you're a decent person, Dolly Parton is a friend. Let me look up this Emmy Lou Harris. Let me look. Yeah. Oh, she's cute. Yeah. I saw her in a documentary recently too. So I was like, oh yeah, she's like still looks good. Oh, cute, cute. Good for her. People also search for Dolly Parton. There we go. Yep. There we go. (laughs) Well, great. What about you? Did you have any big uh, thirst for the week? Yeah, I do. And I'm actually surprised with myself that I haven't brought this one up before. So let's get into it. Um, do you or have you in the past watched um, the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen YouTube videos? Nah. Is this a world you've ever gotten nope. into? Well, okay. So they're very popular online or were very popular online. It's um, the like Bon Appetit, like the, ma- the magazine brand, whatever, you know, cooking stuff. Um, they have a YouTube channel that was for a long time I guess pretty dry and boring it was just like very factual like here's how to make stuff or whatever and then they got this batch of people in like what they call their test kitchen where they just like make test recipes and make up recipes and stuff who were just all like very fun very funny um just had really cute personalities on camera and stuff and they started making these fun videos and they all had kind of their different types of videos. So a lot of them had kind of series of videos where they would do fun stuff each yeah. episode or whatever. Um, and there, there's a lot of ones of these people who became kind of like fan favorites and people will love these people who work in the test kitchen and they kind of became like celebrities and kind of like a certain niche of corner of the internet. These people are like basically like small time celebrities. Um, there's this one guy on there his name is Brad Leone and he is this just tall drink of water mm-hmm. from he's like from New Jersey he's like a rugged mountain man he's always wearing like a beanie he's just got like scruffy hair like he's always wearing like flannels he just looks really tall um and he just likes to do like weird shit in the kitchen, but he's like a professional chef, but he's like one of those like hot professional chefs, you know? So he, um, he has this like 
series they did for Bon Appetit called It's Alive. And he would like, it was all about different things you could ferment and stuff. So he would like ferment all kinds of stuff, anything that involved a fermentation process, he would like explore how to make it and he would show how to make it and do it and stuff. And then it, he started uh, like, they would send him on trips where he started traveling because he was so popular and stuff. Um, but his, he's just like the funniest guy too. Like he's just he's got like just this hilarious personality he's just wild like he clearly has like ADD or something like he's just kind of like always bouncing off the walls he's all over the place but like in a really fun like not annoying way he's just like, like really that. fun to watch his videos are just hilarious um and he's friends with like all these other chefs and stuff um and he would do like collaboration videos with other people and all kinds of stuff but um I I highly recommend watching some of his videos um you will immediately fall in love with him also because he just seems so cool and he just seems like a fun hang and he has like he's got like two little kids and he just like lives with his wife in New Jersey and he's like super low-key and chill but he just seems like so fun and he's also just like very attractive Nice. So that is my thirst for the week. Highly recommend looking into him if you're not familiar with him. Um, sadly, Bon Appetit, like Test Kitchen, like they are still going, but a while back, maybe like two year or two ago, um, they got into this big like pay discrepancy thing where like the women and people of color who were personalities on the channel and make found out they're making a lot less than like the white dudes yeah. and stuff. It's like one of those, it got publicly blasted out. Um, and I guess Bon Appetit didn't really handle it well. So a bunch of them quit um, and left. So like all, almost all the like fun personalities that they used to have, like aren't with Bon Appetit anymore. So the videos kind of ended. Um, but Brad, I think is like still there. So I'm kind of like, mm, that's iffy that you didn't kind of like quit yeah. like, in solidarity with your, other people because you are a white dude and everything was like fine for you or whatever right um but like he's still there and there's like maybe one or two others who are still there but almost everyone else quit um so kind of iffy kind of not great but um his videos are still very fun and um i just enjoy him he just seems like a chill dude so yeah that's my thirst nice yeah all right you got i have one? two i have two very different ones okay i'm ready one is Ariana DeBlow. I think I'm probably butchering the last name, but she's in the new West Side Story movie. Mm. Do you see it? Like, she's like the lady in the, like the yellow dress. If like you're not super familiar with it. Okay. She's on fire. She's like probably on track to get like a, a Best Supporting Actress nomination. That movie's good. It's like maybe not my favorite musical, but there's also a ton of great musicals in 2021. So it's kind of like, it's saying a lot that I I loved her that much, but um, no, West Side Story is good. I recommend it if you're a big musical fan. Uh, it's really fun. It's uh, way like deeper than I thought it would be because I saw the original and it's kind of like fairly like surface lovely, like straight up like Romeo and Juliet retelling. Yeah. This one is like very much like ingrained in like race and like the tearing down of like poor neighborhoods so they can like basically build newer ones and stuff like that like I don't know it's I didn't expect West Side Story to be like deep and it's yeah. actually like fairly like good it was like surprising yeah no I feel um, like it got like decent reviews and stuff yeah so I, I I haven't seen it but um I I want to I just didn't think I was gonna go see it the, like, in theaters, uh, but I'll stream it <laughs> 
the better music musical I thought was um, Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix. Ooh, I haven't watched that yet. How is it? It's really, really good. Andrew okay. Garfield kills it. He is okay. so good yeah we need to talk about him as a thirst a little bit because i've never found him attractive and then recently people have been posting like really hot pictures of him and i'm like where did this come from <laughs> well it's really weird because like, like okay oh he was, excuse he me was in, like he was in like social network like 10 years ago and yeah, like, yeah, whenever yeah. he did that i was like i knew he was a good actor then and stuff like that he was he good kinda... in that but i never had like a thirst for him i was like yeah he was good in that role but Right. And just like acting in general, he never like really popped up a ton on my radar. Like I knew he was good. It just like never really like hit me too much. But like Tick, Tick, Boom, like it really hit me. Like a lot of his other stuff he's done this year too, or I'm just like, dude, like you're killing it. You're absolutely killing it. And I love it. Okay. I need to watch that then because yeah, I just sent you a post on Instagram that I saw the other day that Mm -hmm. was like, it's just like a picture of him. And I was just like, damn why does he look so hot though like where'd that come from like oh dang that is a good photo that's what I'm saying like I was just not expecting that Ah. (laughs) so um (sighs) the other one I was gonna mention it's like another movie I've seen a lot of movies so I guess I'm like having a lot of thirst I watched um don't look up have you seen it yet yeah I did dude I watched it I meant to discuss it with you Kate Blanchett in that movie. Holy oh my god! Fuck. <laughs> I know. She's great. Oh my god. Yeah, but like I was watching with Kelsey, and we were both like, she was like, because she was like talking about like how sexy she is, and she's like, would you be mad if I had an affair with her? I'd be like, I would just be mad that like I didn't have the affair with. You're like, Kate yo, j- yo, just let me watch though. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she looked great in that movie. Um, no, overall, the... I didn't. Overall, I didn't love that movie, but um. I, there were parts of it that were funny see it's funny because like I feel like people are either all in or all out on that movie I wasn't all in I, I absolutely loved it I I mean I I got what they were trying to do I just thought it was a little too heavy-handed and like I don't know almost like too timely like obviously it was like commentary on the pandemic and internet and everything else but like I don't know I was just kind of like yeah this is how this would play out sadly I don't mm-hmm. need more of this reality we're already living it like it was just kind of like too real for me I was kind of like oh boy um but yeah I mean I, I did like parts of it there were parts of it that were very the, enjoyable uh, the performances I really noted is Jonah Hill was great like he Jonah like, Hill was like, my favorite part yeah he I was killed like that. every line he had every line uh, he absolutely killed it did you see his interview he gave where he said like I wanted to like I base my character on like what if Firefest was a person? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like that checks out. Yeah, I so love weird. him carrying the Birkin bag. Like yeah. <laughs> bag's like a twenty thousand dollar bag. <laughs> He's carrying it for her. I love it. And the fact that it's his mom. <laughs> and he'd always be like, "Yo, if she wasn't my mom, I'd fuck her right now." He's like, "How hot is she though?" <laughs> Um, the oh other performance God. like I kind of like wasn't on board until like I realized what he was doing so Mark Rylance the weird like tech CEO dude mm-hmm. yeah heaven heaven's gate he's being the heaven's gate guy absolutely yeah yeah I didn't fully get it they got first. in because they got in the spaceship to leave earth or whatever right. yeah like oh my gosh but the way his voice was I was like okay like I, I recognize it it's just like not hitting me I just thought at first he was trying to be like Elon Musk or something yeah but then I was like oh there's more to it yeah mm-hmm. um but I have to say though okay you know how I've talked about Timothy Chalamet being a little bitch boy well, you liked him because he was like he less dirty. Like, Did you see narrow. how dirty he <laughs> was? <laughs> Did 
did you know that you were like, oh, Sarah's going to be into this? <laughs> I wasn't sure because he was still like, he's like still like kind of scrappy a little no, bit. No, he was but... so gross though. He was like really channeling <laughs> like, he was really channeling post Malone energy in this. And like, I was like so into it. I'm like, okay, I get it now. Like, I get it. Just throw some long hair on him and just like make him real dirty. Yeah. So between like Dune and this, like you got, you got the thirst now. I get it now. I, I do right. get it. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he's like my top celebrity thirst or anything. Like some people are truly obsessed with him, but like, I, 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 I can see it. Yeah. Also to me, the funniest bit in that movie is like the, like, every time jennifer lawrence talks about the guy like taking 10 bucks from her and she, oh like, i know she's like, why would you do that up? though <laughs> so good i also loved her like boyfriend then ex-boyfriend yes who, like was on the, the thing i was like writing a book about his experience dating her <laughs> like oh my god it's too real <laughs> what happened <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, no, I mean, it was, it, it was a decent movie. I like, it was enjoyable, but just, I don't know. It just wasn't really like what I wanted right now, but you know, worth watching. No, I think, I just think it's funny that like how, like, it's a very polarizing movie. Like people either like are totally on board or just like, why did I watch this? Some of the lines were very funny though. The, the line when she goes home to stay with her parents and they won't let her in the front door because they say we support the jobs that the, <laughs> the comet will create. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the realest shit i've ever heard like i just <laughs> i also love the uh you know he's like from a different generation and he's oh like God. yeah and that's like the one my favorite line of the movie he's just like yo why don't like indians and indians you know like the like country and like the oh my people God, yeah. from the land run, like, team run up Perlman. yeah total just like heat check in that movie like he was in it for like a grand total of like five minutes but like every time he popped up I was like you're doing the most this is so perfect like <laughs> yeah the White House lawn where he's like telling kids they're a bunch of pussies because they're not working out hard enough like <laughs> yeah yeah no there were definitely some standout performances it was it was great oh my god um damn yeah, but I, my other favorite was Kate Blanchett when like Leo and his wife are like arguing and she's just like sitting there like loving every second of I it. I know like, she's so into it. She's like, no, no, go on. Like <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um well speaking of other things I've watched recently, um, did you have a chance to watch The Matrix? I did not actually. Uh okay. Yeah. I watched so, the Dylan Look Up instead. All right. Well, I watched both. Um we I would say I recommend the the new Matrix movie, Matrix Resurrections. It is not a serious movie. And I think people who don't like it are like, it got bad reviews or whatever. But like, I think people who don't like it are like taking it too seriously, which is kind of how I feel about all of the Matrix movies. Like if you take this shit too seriously and are an asshole, like you're not going to have fun with it, you know? And like this movie is literally like making fun of, people who are like that about the matrix movies like this movie is very meta very self-aware just very very fun um i recommend it i was laughing most of the time which was not what i was expecting from this but um i i liked it i, I thought it was good so um i i would recommend checking it out even if you're skeptical see but my problem with like matrix two and three is like that i felt the movie took itself too seriously they did they did and i feel like this one they're like course correcting and they're like yeah man that was crazy <laughs> like <laughs> 
it's pretty funny. I, I recommend it. Um, it's fun just to see Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss just like together again, honestly, like if nothing else, like they're good and it's fun to watch them. And that's, that should be reason enough to watch the movie right there. You know, just like have a good time. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah. I'd I, watch, I, like I'd, I mean, I'd watch Keanu or read a phone book. So like. no, like exactly. It's, it's, it, and Carrie Ann Moss is just a, a badass. Like I love her. She's she so, is. She's so hot. Like, they, uh, <laughs> they put her in uh, Jessica Jones, the uh, Netflix show. Uh, she was like the uh, kind of like lawyer boss. Okay. I've never seen her in like anything else other than the Matrix movies. Like, no, I know. Like, she, you'd think she have more of a career. Well, it's really weird because like she was in Memento and then she hit the Matrix. So she had like two really big films like right at the same time. And then like right after the Matrix 3, she just like kind of fell off for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to act. I don't know really. But, um, you know, good for her. You do you, girl. I've seen Um, her like more recently, like 2010s. I've seen her like more about. But yeah, it was like right after the Matrix, I felt like she would be like in a ton. Yeah, seriously. You know, that's like... um, like what they call on another podcast I listen to about movies they call it apex mountain where it's like was this person they always debate when a big actor is like apex mountain is and apex mountain is like the point in your career when like you could get cast in literally any role or like yeah. do any movie that you wanted basically and like matrix is definitely her apex mountain so it's interesting that she didn't have more career like more career after that really um, do you do you remember her in disturbia no who was she in disturbia oh let's see that's random well it's weird because i looked that up and she's been like working ever since the matrix but like i just haven't seen a bunch weird. of her stuff okay i have seen disturbia like i actually love that well, movie. i did too but i was like i don't Sh- recall shout her out in to that disturbia movie. that's a great movie it and is. anyone who says otherwise is lying <laughs> but um i don't Wait, remember her in it she was shia labeouf's mother are you kidding me how do i not remember this how was the totally age different. difference like they can't be that different in age can they i mean i think he's a lot younger than we we pictured him as like he so he's 35 and then she yeah. is 54 so i mean like it's yeah. i mean it's, it's tight like, but it's not crazy tight. i mean that's it's not, not crazy, crazy by hollywood standards i was just thinking it was like a 10-year difference like a 10-ish year difference was more of my thinking well, I mean, in egregious casting errors like that, Hollywood is ripe with examples of people literally being like five years apart from True. their mom and stuff, which is really upsetting. But um, the one that I can't get over is Oscar Isaac being Timothy Chalamet's dad. Like that made me yeah. deeply uncomfortable in Dune. So, like I, I looked it up and I'm like, okay, maybe if he had him at like legit like 14 or 15, like, yeah, but like, like technically this works, but still come on, like. It upsets me that I think they're both hot. And I'm like, I, I shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, anyway. I'm now looking at Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, she's 38. So like it works too. I think we looked this up before. We did. I, it just continues to bother me. <laughs> like, just, I'm sorry. It's just my thing. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm like, I'm going to be looking this up like constantly. Cause like, it's like, I'm going to wish it to not be true. Um, so yeah, she's, wait, hold on. But she's 38 and he's 26. So that one's like less too tight that's a little tight like she's not having babies at 11 no come on yeah it's too tight um damn well um on the topic of other stuff that has premiered recently um sorry i'm just grinding through stuff i've watched because it's been two weeks and around the holidays they already drop a they always you know drop a ton of shit so um book of boba fett started did you watch the first episode i did what'd you think I didn't love it as much as Mandalorian, but I'm not like 
I don't know. I feel like there just needs to be a little bit more episodes. There's just not, not a lot of character yet for me. Yeah, it just it's a slow start and from based on the one episode we've gotten so far. And I'm just hoping it develops more. Like I'm hoping it gets better because so far I was not really impressed as much as I love Tamara Morrison. And like, I love Boba Fett and like, I love like, in theory, I love all the things that are happening. I'm just kind of like, I need more, you know? But like, did we really need to watch him escape the Sarlacc pit? Because like, I feel like at this point, like everyone knows it happened. Yeah, it was just, that's how I felt. It was just like showing us a lot of stuff that like we know happened, like they've referenced it. We don't need to actually see a play-by-play of everything that's happened. You know, like I was just a little annoyed and they're clearly building up this thing that like he has like PTSD from all of his like trauma and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. He's a bounty hunter. <laughs> like, that's great. But like, this doesn't make for very interesting television. <laughs> like, well, and it's like, yeah, you, all you had to do was like reshow that clip of like him as a 10 year old picking up his, up his dad's dad's head. head. I know. Like, no, we're good, bro. We yeah, get we it. Know. You've got some issues. Like... <laughs> Yes, I'm just hoping they'd add more, like, character development, because I felt like Mandalorian was, like, pretty, like, off the gate solid in terms of, like, yeah, maybe you didn't have, like, a ton of dialogue, but, like, I understood, like, character motivation, and, like, I don't know, like, like, you seem to do, like, a lot with a little, whereas, like, this, I was just, like, it just felt like, yeah, Yeah. people want more Boba Fett, so we're giving them more Boba Fett. Yeah, I guess I just don't know what his motivation is. And I think that's the point is like, he's trying to find his motivation now that he's not like working for anyone anymore. He's like, oh, I'm a bounty hunter, but like, I'm just out on my own now. So like, I don't know, like, how can I be a good like overlord of these people in the desert and stuff? Yeah. But I don't know. It's like, okay, maybe don't be an overlord. Like, right. I, I, I literally don't know what to say. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm hoping it improves um andrew loved the extended cuts of banthas we got in the first episode though that was nice banthas are are andrew's like favorite thing ever and so he was so excited the entire time they were just showing like these long cuts of banthas like walking through the desert he was so happy (laughs) um and then okay i did tell you that i watched this but you weren't happy about it how i felt about it um just for everyone on the pod's benefit i finally watched no country for old men oh yeah you did that like a month ago i know i feel like we just never adjusted on the pod because you were mad at me for not having the correct response (laughs) i thought it was boring i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) well i mean like you have like anyone's entitled to their opinion of a movie i just felt like and like is it an issue of like watching it like 15 ish yeah, oh shoot, it's like 15 years old. It's really old. Like, I know. Yeah, is, is it an issue of like watching it that much later, like kind of being off the bandwagon a little bit? No, because I mean, there's nothing, it's not like it, there was anything like spoiled for me by watching it later. I mean, like there weren't any like crazy plot twists or anything. Like I knew what to expect. Um, I don't know. I just felt like nothing happened. It was just literally an extended, like slow speed chase, basically. I like nothing happened I mean you could say that about any movie though if you don't like it you're just like yeah nothing really happened on it yeah but I just like didn't know what the point was I mean the guy finds I mean like I feel like the plot's pretty simple it's like the guy finds money he's trying to like take it and then Javier Bardem is like trying to take it back and then there's a whole lot of other stuff going on within the movie but like that's the basic premise yeah but I guess I just like don't care about any of it I just like wasn't interested I was just like I don't care who ends up with this stupid money and like Javier Bardem was like the most boring serial killer 
Well, like it's funny because you say that because like they say he's like one of the most realistic depictions of like a sociopath. Well, yeah, he's a hitman. Like he's not a. They say he's a serial killer. I'm like, this isn't a. This isn't a serial killer. This is like a hitman. It's just like I'm not. I'm not interested in like when they say like, oh, this person's a serial killer, but they're like, you know, a gang leader who's like just like a hired hitman who's just like killed a ton of people because he's in a gang or whatever. Like that doesn't interest me. I'm like okay yeah but he's not doing it because he enjoys killing he's doing it just because it's like a means to an end well, yeah, I, want but I, mean, one, like, I want the sickos <laughs> like but I, mean, like he, but I mean he kills the cop and he kills or he wants to kill the gas station guy and they're like not really like a part of his like gang activities really yeah i don't know they're just all like on his path or whatever i don't know i just thought he was kind of boring i'm sorry well, just like the guy's wife too like at the end when it's like he didn't really have to kill her but I mean, yeah, I just feel like he was an asshole. I don't know. I mean, it's funny because he said that and I was like, all right, I'll go watch it. Because you like referenced the scene and I was like, I don't remember that specific scene. And so then I watched it and I was like, damn, this movie has like great directing. Like, holy shit. The, that was the most interesting part of the whole movie when Javier Bardem was just like doing surgery on his own leg because he had like a bullet in it or something in like a hotel room and he like knew exactly how to do it and not get blood on anything and like like robbed a pharmacy and just got all the stuff he needed to do it and I was like I'm sorry when, since when is this guy like a trained medical professional but <laughs> he just went for it I'm like okay um yeah but I don't know I I just don't think I like I like the Coen brothers generally I think I just don't like any of their shit I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're like down Fargo and no. Country I didn't like for Fargo. Old Men, then... I don't like No Country for Old Men. I just think like I'm not a Coen Brothers person. Sorry, I, I, I did can't see... help it. I am who I am. I did see. So there's a movie that you would definitely not like that they did called Martin Fink, and it's about a like depressed screenwriter. Sounds like the worst thing ever. <laughs> so there's a Simpsons joke where uh they're like to Bart they're like hey Bart want to go watch Bart and Fink it's a rated R movie and he's like nah man I wish I could and they're like Bart and Fink Bart and Fink and it makes me laugh every time because it's like the worst movie for a child to see because like they're gonna hate it like they're gonna hate it so bad of course (laughs) okay so in this case I'm a child I would also hate it (laughs) oh my god (sighs) damn well yeah I'm sorry Coen Brothers not for me it's okay um any other random chatter no i think that's it all right well yeah that's that then um peace and blessings y'all peace and blessings bye